Oh my goodness, I just had a brain fart. Oh boy. My intro and outro music's on my laptop and I'm on my desktop. Oh boy. I'll figure it out. It's no big deal. That's easy to fix. I can be like, ba 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 da ba ba da ba intro. Please no. <laughs> oh, come on. It's a special episode of Recommended. <laughs> COVID edition. <laughs> For real. For real. Hello everyone and welcome to Recommended, the show where I recommend a movie to my good friend Drew and he's going to tell me if he would recommend it to you. But on the flip side, he is also going to recommend one to me and I will do the same. We hope you have had a great week this week. There's been so much going on with movies, um, but the big news of the week is that my good friend Drew has the COVID. Yep. So we are recording remotely this week, um, so it's going to feel a little bit different for us at least. It'll probably feel a little bit different for you as well. Are you feeling really rough right now, Drew? I'm okay. I'm uh, a little tired, uh, a little, <clears throat> sorry, a little congested, but I'm all right. God, you sicko. Nah, I'm just... <laughs> Taste and uh, smell, pretty much, hitting hard. Yeah, yeah, and that is like, I still can't get over it, man. Like, not being able to smell or taste anything, it's so weird. Did you eat healthy foods today? Uh, For the most part, yeah. Um, I had some almonds. Kayla made a chicken dish last night. Oh, yum. Yeah, so I just had, like, leftovers. (laughs) He was like, you want me to go out and get something? And I was like, no, I'd rather spend money when I can have taste buds again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or I'm paying for the food where it counts. Um, so I how, just much, left how, much, so how much spice do you want in your chicken? None. Okay. <laughs> so I'm glad you brought up spice because I wanted to see what all I can and can't taste. And basically, I can't taste anything. However... With the chicken dish tonight, I poured on the uh, the ghost pepper tiger blood sauce. Yeah, you know the the one that Stephen really likes. And, yeah. I mean, we like it. I like that but, one too. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, and I can't really taste it, but my mouth did feel heat. <laughs> when you're just when you're eating food that you can't taste, and all of a sudden your mouth is like hot. I was going to say, you need to try some of that Blair's to clear out all your congestion and maybe you'll taste and smell again. Oh, you know, I totally would, but I know for a fact we don't have any ice cream and I don't think we have much milk either. (laughs) You don't need it. (laughs) You want the pain for this. (laughs) Oh my goodness. But um, it's so weird. Like, dude, I walk around, I'll try to smell candles, I'll try to smell, I'll, I'll go to the bathroom and just like Try to smell my Listerine mouthwash. I didn't know. know where you were going with that. <laughs> well, I mean, also, I can't smell in the bathroom, too. So it's almost like a like a plus as well, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but, uh, but anyways, but yeah, it's, um, it's definitely a strange experience. That's for sure. Um, it seems like I have very mild symptoms, and I hope it stays that way. 
Yeah, I remember, I don't know, maybe two years ago I got sick, and it was like right after Super Bowl weekend. We had had that big weekend D-Now thing, and I got it from one of those kids, I'm sure. But whenever I got like to the point where I was feeling fine, like I didn't feel bad at all. It's just my taste was gone. I remember going up to Mexican one night and getting food, and it was like the most bland stuff ever. I was like, this is the worst yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, speaking of bland, I recommended you along Came Polly this week. Uh, hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> now, yes, if, you, huh? Yes, you did. Yes, I did. Now, if you have not seen Along Came Polly, basically it stars Ben Stiller and Jennifer Aniston, and that is an automatic win for me. I think both of those people are very funny actor and actresses. Um, and not only that, you get um, Drew's favorite actor, potentially, Philip Seymour Hoffman. He does oh, yeah. a fantastic job in the movie as well. But basically, Ben Stiller's character, a guy named Reuben Pfeffer, goes and gets married, goes on his honeymoon, and his wife cheats on him with the scuba instructor on their honeymoon. And mm-hmm. so when he returns... They're broken up, tries to get his life back on track. Meets, meets this girl, Jennifer Aniston, named Polly. Along came Polly. And it's basically him trying to woo her uh, as he starts falling for her. Uh, but the problem is he's got, like, he's very calculative about everything. Like, he, he doesn't like taking a risk. And she is the exact opposite of that, right? Uh, and so she has, like, a little pet ferret and everything. And it's just super random like how he gets to where he like how you watch him push out of his comfort zone to try and win this girl and do some pretty ridiculous things drew uh yeah um so i i'm sorry you you were probably gonna ask me what did i think of the movie sure but yeah um um yeah i liked it was good it's kind of it's one of those movies to where it's it's not a great movie it's not anything what? to write i know yeah shocker it's not a great movie however it's not bad and it's funny it has some good moments i gotta say it's like i know it's a ben stiller jennifer aniston movie but to me it's Philip Seymour Hoffman just steals the show. Like it's almost like his movie, and he just has actors around him. Um, he's just so funny in that role. Um, kind of like you know, like the, the washed-up actor that got just a somewhat of a small career. <laughs> but um, but yeah, um, no, I I did like the movie. Um, I thought it was uh, funny for the most part. You know, there's a little you know, there's a little bit of toilet humor, you know, with his, uh, I think, uh, well, his name's Ruben, the Ben Stiller's character, his name's Ruben, and he has, like, IBS or something like that, I think. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and so, like, they go to, like, this Indian restaurant, and he's just, like, dying, you know, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it is pretty, it, it is, a like, come to think of it, it's actually pretty funny, um, but, yeah, you know, the, um, you and I kind of touched on this briefly a little bit. It's like, it's one of those things to where Jennifer Aniston, it's like, 
how can we make this actress quirky? Oh, give her scarves and a blind ferret. I don't know. It seemed a little out of place, but I mean, it's it's not, you know, it's um, it's all right. But I feel like Jennifer Aniston's name for quirky roles for herself, right? Whether it's in Friends or this or like any other movie that I can think of with her, she always kind of plays the quirky, not quite yeah. there girl. Yeah, I guess you're right in that aspect. I just, um, I don't know. But then you're also just seeing Jennifer Aniston. And you're like, come on, that girl ain't quirky at all. Let's be real. Um, but. Are you saying attractive women can't be quirky? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you get people. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, um, not being able to see each other is going to make this podcast hard. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Um, I liked the movie. I thought it was funny. I thought there was really good character development. You know, Ruben is this guy who just can't, he kind of just can't let anything go. You know, even even after he was dumped, he comes home and you know, he still keeps like his, his fiance, well, I guess his wife's wife for one day. But he still keeps like his wife's pillows on the bed and all that. You know, he has a hard time letting go. Yes, I think just movie you see this progression of him just loosening up and letting go and just being a little more free in that aspect. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it does seem like you know um, the the characters around him kind of respond to um well, it like you know like um like his Philip Seymour Hoffman's character, his friend, which I think his friend's name was Sandy. Yes, so yeah. Sandy. Yeah. So you know Sandy is obviously like this bolsterous, loud character who who he almost lives in like his own little dreamland. But even he, you know, when he met uh Ruben's father at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. and Ruben's father kind of grounded him. Yes. Like, like, hey, you're a good guy, but it's like you, you were like the funny guy in that one commercial or or one sitcom role or whatever. It's like you know, grow up, you know, and you really became a lot more grounded. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, and you know, even I think uh, I think the the one thing I thought was kind of weird how it's like when um the uh, French guy Claude and then uh, Lisa which was Lisa was his wife that cheated on him yes and they ended up like getting together at the end of the movie I I mean they got together in the start of the movie but um, it was like everyone kind of had like a happy ending essentially Claude and Lisa didn't get together Claude and Lisa didn't get together no he got he goes back and sees oh, him, and he asks for Scuba yeah. again. Yeah, that's right. They did not get together. I apologize for that. Uh, <sighs> I promise you, I did watch the movie, <laughs> but uh, it must have just been a little thing I missed at the end. But yes, um, yeah. Other other than that, yeah. um, I did like it. It was good. It wasn't like it's not like the best movie in the world, but it, it by no means was bad. You know, 
It was just a funny Ben Stiller movie. Mm-hmm. And that's what I enjoy about it is I don't. Whenever I think about like a Ben Stiller movie, I don't think, oh man, I'm gonna get like super quality storytelling or anything. I just I go into it thinking I'm gonna get some good laughs here, and that's what it provided for me. Like his role in things like Dodgeball, uh, uh-huh. Heavyweights, just classic roles, and it's like yeah, their story, but it's just supposed to be funny. Yeah, I agree. But what would you rate it? What do you think? So, <clears throat> kind of just a down the line standard rom com that happens to have a talented cast. Mm-hmm. I'd give it a uh, a seven out of ten. Give a seven out of ten. Well, I will tell you right now that you did better than IMDb, who the fan score was a six out of ten, and Metacritic yeah. gave mm-hmm. it a forty four out of one hundred. Ooh. Those critics, they did not like it. I'd probably yeah. give it about a 6.5 out of 10. I enjoyed it. Like I said, if it had a better like, story, a lot of it was cheap laughs, and I was okay with that. Like That's what I went into it for. But yeah. Yeah, and, and here's the thing, too. You got to realize, even if some of the characters were smaller, like there was a lot of great actors. Yes, but, very much so. But, Jennifer Anderson, Deborah Messing, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Alec Baldwin, Hank Azaria. Like, I mean, like, there was just some... Kevin Hart was in there. Yes, he was. Kevin Hart was in there. And then it was also uh, produced by Dane DeVito. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's probably how they got those actors. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) That's your draw, right? Yeah, exactly. Which Um, I know that, like, I'm not saying he's unpopular by any means, because he's not. But, man, I love me some Alec Baldwin. I think he's so funny. Oh, he's great. He's absolutely great. Um, have you ever seen his Coffees for Closer Closers speech from uh, Glengarry Glenn Ross? No, I haven't. Just YouTube that. Coffee is for Closers. It's a five-minute speech. It's, like, one of the greatest speeches ever in the world. Like, just... But, um, but yeah... Um, no, I, I thought it was, you know, like I said, if it had a different, if it had like a no-name cast or something like that, I probably would have rated it lower. The, the story isn't that special, but it was funny. It had great cast in it, and that's why I gave it a seven. Plus, I like to go into movies as an optimist, you know. Yes. I want to I go into a movie saying, hey, this is a film that someone worked, that a lot of people worked hard on. Let's Let's try to enjoy it. That's not always the case, but I try my best to walk into every movie like that. Well, speaking of walking into optimistic movies, <laughs> tell yes. me all about The Lobster, Drew. All righty. So, I recommended for you The Lobster. Yes, you um, did. The Lobster is a absurdist dystopian comedy film. Um... And in the film, uh, single people are given 45 days to find a romantic partner or otherwise be turned into animals of their choosing. And, uh, yeah, it, it stars uh, Colin Farrell and Rachel Wise. Um, yeah, um, it's, it's been nominated and has won several awards. It's definitely an art house film, I would say, you know. 
But, uh, yeah. So, basically, you have you have uh, Colin Farrell. You know, he, he goes to this place called, I think they call it the Hotel. Yes, it's the Hotel. So, so basically, in this in this society, um, we don't know when it takes place. It could be present day. It could be sometime in the future. We don't really even know like what country it is because you have people speaking with British accents, but also you have American actors in there. Like it's 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 just kind of all of the setting and the location is very vague. But you have this city that they travel to, and that's where it seems like the normal people live. And then if you are single and that can be like either you got broken up or you got divorced or if your spouse passes away apparently too um then you have to find another partner within 45 days or you will be turned into an animal and they never quite really explain how they turn into animals um they they have like the secret room right it's like this machine or something like that yeah they give a little bit on how they do it i I can't remember it was like a surgical thing with doctors or if it it, was like it was something like like kill you and like take something out of your brain and put it into the animal or something oh that might have been it yeah and then depose dispose of the rest of the body oh it's like so it's like this weird sci-fi aspect to it but um but yeah so colin farrell he finds himself single and he and he's looking for love in all the wrong places, you know. Um, he's in Literally. this hotel, yeah, for real. Um, but apparently, you know, not getting too deep in the movie, but there is a la resistance in there, and um, yeah, it just it gets it gets a little wild sometimes. But uh, Brett, what did you think of the movie? Tell me about it. Oh my goodness, <laughs> words could go for a while here. So. Let's just start. Dystopian, absurdist comedy, I think is how you described it. Something with those three words. Um, Definitely dystopian. Definitely absurdist. I miss the humor entirely. Um, I remember last week you called it a version of a rom-com. Yeah, nuh-uh. Don't see it. Um, (laughs) The people, you said the normal people live in the city. There are no normal people in this movie. Everyone is completely socially awkward, and I know that's very intentional choice by the director. I get that. It's a socially awkward movie with socially awkward people doing very awkward things, mm-hmm. and it makes it very uncomfortable to watch. What's uh, not to love? What's, what's not <laughs> to love? Uh, not only is the pretty much this concept of hey we're going to turn you into an animal which is at, at one point um they go out in the woods and you start seeing random animals out there that are just like why is there a camel why is there a peacock and you start to realize oh those are people who are turned into animals and yeah. they're just wandering around the woods so uh but it's basically a society that values uh people who are married and if you're not married then you have no use to society now oh boy that's very scary for brett so (laughs) one of the things uh while the movie was completely weird and strange and unsettling at points Mm -hmm. um 
I think that the point the director was trying to make was how ridiculous this is, uh, in a sense, because while we can sit here and talk and be like, yeah, that's ridiculous, a society that does that, that's dumb. But isn't that like, I think he's trying to say, hey, you know what, that's our society. It's just just not to this level, like not to this extent. Uh, but uh, so much pressure is put on single people to get married, get, have kids, do all these things, uh, or else like you're not as valued, or you're not as you're not seen as uh, the same level as someone who's married, um, especially the older you get. Uh, and so it's kind of like he's trying to say this absurdism of what's actually happening here happens to a lesser degree. No one's getting turned into an animal. But people are being looked down upon, and um, I'm not saying this happens everywhere you go or anything, but I can promise you I've had people look down on me for being single at 29, uh, which, yeah. I mean, I have a girlfriend now and everything, but for a while I didn't, and people would, I mean, I didn't get job opportunities because I was single, like legit. Um, so I can kind of see that angle with this movie, With that said... Yeah. Everything else surrounding it, I'm just kind of like, what? And even the ending is just kind of one of those weird things where you're like, come on, really, though? Really? Do, are we going to do this? <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh. But, yes. Um, I would also make sure everyone, while well, Along Came Polly might be something that you could watch with your... Uh, probably like your preteens, teens, and uh, young teens, and it not be that big of a deal. Do not watch this movie with anyone under 18. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought you were just going to stop at anyone. Do not watch this movie with anyone. (laughs) I mean, that would have been valid as well. (laughs) It was so out there. And there's just so so many things that, like, taken at face value i guess the only word i'd say is like inappropriate and there's a reason to trade it all right yeah uh but still it's just if i personally had to rate it which i guess i do um (laughs) but if i personally had to rate it i'd be rating it probably about a five with that said just just want to make sure this is said. Uh-huh. This type of movie, whenever I'm rating this type of movie, it's one, would I watch it again? Two, would I recommend it to others? I yeah. can't say those that yes to either of those, right? Yeah. Would I, like, did I enjoy watching the movie? It wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. Oh, that's good. Like, it wasn't one of those things where I had to turn away. Like, I was engaged. I was watching. In fact, the weirdness kind of drew you in some because you're just, it's quirky. Not quirky, but in a sense, you know. Um, But still, even then, I was just, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm all for some weird movies, but that one was a little bit much. Yeah. Um, it's definitely, would not recommend. <laughs> it's definitely weird. I do have one important question for you. Okay. If you were in the lobster, what animal would you choose? Oh my goodness. I have no idea. 
<laughs> I think I would be his his reason and it's not a spoiler. He You'd be married. So his reason his reason to being a lobster was uh because they can live like over 120 years or something like that. Like they can live a really long time. Um and then was it also something about they can It's about how much like they can procreate and stuff. Yeah, how much they can procreate and how much how long they can live. I would just say I wouldn't want to be in the ocean because there's so many predators in the ocean. Um, but I would almost want to be just like a house pet. Like, just try to be a dog and, you know, get yourself a good owner or something or try to be a cat or something like that. That'd probably be me because at least, you know, you wouldn't happen to be like scrapping it out in the wild, I guess. Yeah, um, I'm just going to go with get married and not be turned into an animal. Like, <laughs> one of my frustrations with that movie was this idea of you have to be perfectly compatible and that's just not reality anywhere. Um, and I understand he was trying to make it where that culture, that was the thing, right? And, like, that's instilled in you so you don't break yeah. out of that mold. But I don't know any culture that, I mean, I, even Eastern cultures where it's do not break from the mold. Like, even them, it's not like, hey, you need to find a soulmate that is exactly the same as you. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, and I think it goes back to, like, the satirical nature of, you know, it's just... <laughs> Yeah, but at one point... Obviously a very overblown and silly concept. But, I mean, you said so yourself. You know, I think, you know, uh, society puts a lot of pressure on people to get married and have kids and start families. Yes, but I think the thing... Like, suspension of disbelief, right? What person in the hotel who you got, I'm on day 44 and you're on day 44, let's just get together. Right? Like, who's not going to? Like, I'll deal with it. Yeah, you know, that's that's something that I think the director addressed when the fact that you have to find something in common. Oh, I'd like, make something they, up like that one dude did. No, no, like, I understand. But, like, that's I think that's because it'd be easy to say that, hey, only have, like, one or two more days left. You only have, like, one or two more days left. Let's just, you know. That's what we have in have common. Time. We're desperate. Just, you know, <laughs> that's the thing we got in common. We're out of time. You know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, like I said, it's one of those. It's one of those things. You know, I guess it could be a plot hole to some extent. But also, I guess in society, they probably wouldn't have thought of that because of how society is. Because they've been a part of society forever. You know, they their whole lives, mm-hmm. and they've just recently, all the people in the hotel, have, for the most part, recently have been single. So it's just one of those things. Um, yeah, um, it's definitely a weird movie. Uh, I know you said you wouldn't recommend it. I would. Just you know, obviously, would... you recommended it to me for some reason. Yeah, I think everyone should see a weird movie every once in a while. Yeah, um, I'm gonna highly recommend you avoid this movie if you have any semblance of um, desire not to feel completely grossed out and awkward. I can't wait to recommend you more movies, Brett. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but uh but yeah, so I I know you rated that a five. Yes. I also similar to Long K Polly, I guess. I give it a seven too. Um it's not my favorite movie by this director. Um I he did another one that I really enjoyed. 
and that Brett at some point on this podcast will will watch again later. But, so uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, but this one is like a seven. It's a good, you know, to me. I just thought it was a good satirical take on the rom com sort of a uh, genre. And I can get the I can get the satire. I do not see the rom com in there. Sorry, bud. You know I me. Mean, you know. Well, I if I remember, we talked about this a little bit last night or Monday night. I mean. And there were things yeah. that you're like, dude, I was dying out laughing at that. I'm like, how? <laughs> like, that wasn't funny to me. Oh, uh, there were some funny parts. Uh, I think I was a little too uncomfortable for it to be funny. Probably. But, Probably. but Metacritic would give it an 82. And IMDb fan score gives it a 7.2. So they're right there with you. Metacritic's yeah. a little higher up. Yeah. I'm not surprised at all that critics like this movie. Oh yeah, this this has art house written all over it. Oh yeah, definitely. So we're gonna be a little bit shorter this today. I don't know what time we're at right now because I'm having to use a different setup and everything. But I'm the scene. Looking towards uh next week, Drew, you've got a lot of free time. <laughs> so do I, I guess. Yeah. Because I was with him, so I'm having to quarantine for a week and make sure no symptoms pop up myself. Uh, Drew, this week, movie I want you to watch. It's going to be on Netflix. Uh, hopefully, it'll uh, be something interesting for you to watch, something just fun. I decided to be nice to you this week and not give you anything that, one, Kayla would want to watch with you, and two, that you would just hate to watch. So I'm going to give you Extraction on Netflix. just came out. Recently, yeah. Chris Hemsworth. Great movie. Oh, that has Hemsworth in it? What? That has Hemsworth in it? I didn't know that. Uh, I think so. Um, I've, he- I've heard it's good. I've heard some things. That I haven't seen it. Yeah, Chris and Hemsworth, yeah. I think this might be the first one we recommended where I legitimately have like not seen. Well, now, all your ones I've seen, but it's been like years now this is the one that my girlfriend fell asleep in but i promise you you're not going to it's action-packed no i I like action movies oh yeah you like Uh, it yeah it is definitely a dude movie gotcha gotcha all right so i look forward to watching extraction i have a movie for you oh geez it's a biopic um so you know, it, it's it's a movie that details a real person's life, and this biopic that I picked for you, um, it's a movie uh, featuring uh, the great Margot Robbie, and uh, Sebastian Stan's also in it. And this movie is called I Tanya, and it's about the competitive figure skater uh, Tanya Harding. And her rise in the U.S. Olympic team, and then the controversy that surrounded her with Nancy Kerrigan. So, so I, I Tanya, I Tanya. Yes. Have you heard of the movie? I've heard of it, but I've not seen it. Gotcha. All right, it's on Hulu. Okay. And, um, it's it's um, I think I think you'll like it. I think it's you know, well, obviously, you know, you have to watch it, and we'll gauge your reaction. But um, it's it's good, and they they put like real life footage in the movie too. So 
Because this is a real person. This isn't a fictionalized. Sounds like a documentary. Film, it's not a. Kind yeah. of. I mean, it's a movie. It's a movie. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it, it has this element of real life footage from her um, through interviews and stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, no. Um, I, Tanya uh, from 2017. And it's got a great cast. And yeah. So, All that's right. Recommendation for you. So this week we will be watching I, Tanya and Extraction. If you'd like to join us, you can find those on Hulu and Netflix accordingly. And maybe you say, hey, you know what? I need to catch up on the ones that y'all watched this week. And so if you need want to watch a long game, Polly, uh, you'll have to either pay to rent it online or find a DVD somewhere. Uh, but for um, the... The Lobster, sorry, my mind's everywhere. If you're looking for The Lobster, you can find that on Netflix. Uh, If you have any semblance of self-worth, do not chase after The Lobster. What? Hey, don't go crapping on my movie like that, bro. I am doing you a favor right now. Just, just, if you're... So if you have if you have a personality, watch the lobster. <laughs> yes, your personality, your one personality, will be more personality than that whole movie has put together because no characters in there have any personality. Oh, that's the point. That's the point. It's great. You'll uh, love it. Guys. Trust Drew. Don't trust Brett. If you if you want a, a couple's night of feeling a little awkward, go for it. But other than that, thank you so much for joining us this week. Um, it's probably going to sound a little weird. Uh, thank you for listening to us. If you have any great movie recommendations that you've watched lately, we'd love to hear about them. Um, you can post them on our Facebook page, uh, reply to the episode, and we'd love to hear what you've been watching. Maybe it'll get added to one of our lists as well. But thank you again. Uh, we hope you have a great weekend and that you watch some great movies.